welcome to episode two, that's right, two, of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. I'm Craig. And I am Britt. And in this episode, we're going to go over our quarterback ranking for this season. But first, Craig, what are you drinking today? Uh, today is another beer by the local brewery, Two Roads. Uh, this would be Bergamonster. Why, what a coincidence. I am also drinking a delicious Bergamonster by Two Roads Brewery located in Stratford, Connecticut. Sponsor us. <laughs> it's a very, um, it's a lovely summer beer. It really is, a nice you know. nice little citrus lemon twinge. You know, as much time as we spend there, is this actually their summer brew? This and Road Jam. Road Jam, of course. Okay, I, I don't know how I could forget Road Jam. But, um, yeah, so... But anyway, on this episode of the podcast, we are back to discuss quarterbacks for the 2017 season. Who we like, who we hate, who's going to do a bust, and why. So, Craig, why don't you lead us out? Let's talk about just in general. Let's just go right down the list. We have our consensus list of what we consider to be the top, what do we got, 27 quarterbacks? We're not going to go through all 27, guys. There's, There's no reason. If you need us to go through all 27 then you really should find a different hobby other than fantasy football or get into a smaller fantasy football league. So, Craig, why don't you talk to us about uh, the number one, which is the consensus number one on a number of lists. Oh, this pains me. Well, that's why I'm making you do it. I don't want to do it. God. Well, I guess it's Brady since, um, you know, he is apparently on the cover of everything this year. So He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. He somehow, I don't know how, the Patriots wound up with one of the easiest schedules ever created, ever. Well, it, it looks easy, and I, it, as much as I yelled at them during the last podcast about not being a really strong team, they are probably looking at 12 solid wins this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the rating system I had had them at a mid-ranked um, schedule difficulty, so they were kind of in the middle of the pack. But yes, at first glance, it doesn't look that tough, does it? No. No, it doesn't. You know, I mean, I guess the big thing is that he's got to stay upright. It, he it's, does. It's, he's older. He's uh, probably more injury prone at this point. I know I'm much more injury prone at this point in my life than I was 10, 15 years ago. And he's a person who does not react well to being hit. So to me, it's all about how upright can Brady stay. Um, he, um, honestly, if anyone's old enough to remember uh, Dan Marino... Yes. He reminds me of Dan Marino because Dan Marino did not like getting hit. Yes. If Dan Marino got sacked, he would blame everyone else on the field. Besides himself. For him getting hit. That's absolutely true. (laughs) That's absolutely true. Unlike Tom Brady, though, Dan Marino missed very little time until very late in his career. But later in his career, he did have a lot of injury issues. You have to wonder now, how old is Brady? 40. He's got to be around 40. So he's got to be starting to feel that age a little bit, and that's got to be concerning if you're a New England fan. I mean, you really – do you have a lot of faith if Tom Brady goes down right now? I no, don't. One bad hit and – Your season could be over. Remember, that's how that's how he got his job. Bledsoe got hurt, and they put him in, and that was it. And that was, of course, you know, a unique situation in that. But, I mean, I look at the pieces around him. I look at their running game. LeGarrette Blunt is gone. They brought in Mike Gillespie. Gillespie has supposedly been very average so far in camp to the point where people are talking about them increasing the passing game, taking a reliance away from the running game. And if that's the case, 
it's all going to come down to how healthy he stays. So he could be feast or famine, but I've seen a number of different experts who put him at one. So we have him at one as well. So um, now, Craig, you talked about in the last podcast, you talked about there being a cliff after the first couple of folks. So I think number two and number three are kind of interchangeable. But what Mm -hmm. do you think? Who's the number two on the list? On uh, the list, I would for be, you for me. Um, hmm. for me, it would be Breeze. Drew Breeze, he's, number two. At home, he's amazing. Away, you never know what you're gonna get. But the thing with Breeze, he put you know his history. He puts up large numbers. And according to the in- info from FantasyPros.com, he does have the easiest schedule for a quarterback this year. So I mean, again, public information. Please go to their site and take a look at it. They do fantastic work. But they have New Orleans as the easiest, quarter, most quarterback-friendly schedule in all of the NFL this year. But you're right. Away from home, it's a total crapshoot. I think they're playing 10 games in domes this year. At least. I think it's 10 or 11. Yeah, it's a lot. So that helps him a great deal. But you put him out in the elements, and all of a sudden, there's some concern there. I have him personally at number three. But yes, he's one of the top three. Again, another guy getting on in years. I actually think he's the same age as as Brady. Yeah, I think he's 38. So, so I mean, pretty much the same age. He's pretty much the same age as Brady. So, while well, he's got all that great experience. Now, here's an interesting fact. He has not finished outside the top five quarterbacks since he got to New Orleans in fantasy football. He's been a top five quarterback every year, including the years he missed some time since he went there from, because people don't remember this, but there was once upon a time, Drew Brees threw the ball in San Diego. Now there's nobody throwing the ball in San Diego anymore. But for the Chargers, <laughs> he was their quarterback until he had that horrific injury. He'd never be the same. Oh, he's been a top five fantasy quarterback every year since he left the Chargers. Since the Chargers said he's not worth the risk, we're going to go and draft this guy named Eli Manning and then realize he doesn't want to play for us, even though he said it in the media for about six weeks. Was that going, that year? That, well, I mean, they, I believe that, that Rivers was involved in that trade. I'd have to double check it. Oh. But I, I think um, that was the year that they were really, really bad because Breeze had gotten hurt. And they went out and said, we're going to go find another quarterback. And they traded Breeze to New Orleans. Probably one of the greatest NFL trades of all time. I don't care what you gave San Diego. You've won a Super Bowl, and San Diego has not. So you did a good job with that trade there in New Orleans. So if you got Breeze at two or three, it really doesn't matter because the other guy you got to talk about is Aaron Rodgers. Craig, talk to us about Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't, well, he doesn't put up as many large numbers as Breeze does, but he's much more consistent. When Rodgers puts up big numbers, it's usually in the yards category. If you're in a league that discounts yards or only counts touchdowns, Rodgers may not be your guy because there are going to be weeks where he throws for 210 yards and four touchdowns. And in a touchdown-heavy league, that's fantastic. But then there's also the weeks where he throws for 375 yards and one touchdown. And if you're not in a yardage bonus league, that's a problem. Many of the leagues I'm involved in give you that bonus point for the 300-yard mark. And as, as of that he becomes more valuable there. There's also the Lambeau factor. I mean, it, it depending on the weather, last year the weather in Lambeau was relatively mild compared mm. to previous seasons. So I feel like this if, if he has a repeat, he might have a really good throwing season home and away. 
Uh, agreed. As long as he stays healthy, which is the key for all three of these guys. Let me be clear. The top six guys on my list, on this list that we're talking about right now, health is the key for all of them. I can sit here and tell you that Brady is the number one person on this list. And then he goes down in week three, and he ends up to being 22nd overall. It's all about staying healthy and upright. We do not take whether or not someone is going to play all 16 games into account in our rankings except with Rob Gronkowski because you never assume Rob Gronkowski is ever going to play 16 games because he never has. So in terms of our projections, we're looking at people who are going to play all 16 games. So so after round after pick 3, we kind of drop off the cliff. We kind of hit the second tier. Um, it's not as sharp a cliff as I thought it would be, but uh, realistically, every one of my projections has those top three over 400 points for the season and no one else over 400 points for the season. So there's a cliff there. Um, my number four guy is Matt Ryan. Now, I've heard a lot of experts who have said, well, Kyle Shanahan has left. Um there's a pieces missing and things are changing in Atlanta and you never take a guy after a career year. I'm sorry, that offense still looks really, really good on paper. And I'm looking at them. They have the seventh easiest schedule for a quarterback and they're coming off a Super Bowl that they let slip away. And if I'm Matt Ryan, I've had six months to sit there and say to myself, I needed to throw one more touchdown pass. That was all I needed to do was one more big play and I'm wearing a Super Bowl ring and instead Tom Brady's on the cover of Madden 17, which I see every time I'm eating a pretzel and walking by a GameStop because he's the GOAT. God, it's me. It's terrible. I'm not a big New England fan. People know this. You know, and it's terrible because my brother is a big New England fan. A lot of his friends are. They are the most reasonable New England fans I've ever met, but they are still New England fans which means saying anything against Tom Brady is paramount to treason. You really should be just like taken out and burnt as a witch. So if you want to get yourself executed, please go to Boston, stand in the middle of, I don't know, like Quincy Market, and scream Tom Brady is the most overrated quarterback of all time. I guarantee you will not make it out alive. Anyway, back to where we're at. So I'm putting Ryan at four. I think Ryan's going to have a good year. But again, it's this second tier, and the second tier is debatable. It, who's in it really isn't debatable, but where they go in it is. So I've got Ryan at four, but I know other people who don't. Craig, what are you looking at in the second tier? Uh, second tier? I've always been a fan of Russell Wilson, but again, is Hate he going to break his ankle? Hate him. Because he's, you know, he's able to rush for over 100 yards. I, I'm sure he's a lovely person. I cannot <laughs> stand having Russell Wilson on my team. Can't stand it. Don't like it, huh? Don't like it. I just, I look at him and I sit there and I say to myself, I do not know what to expect from a Pete Carroll team from week to week. I just don't. I didn't like it when it was Matt Hasselbeck. I don't like it when it's uh, when it's uh, Wilson. I just don't like it. Now, that being said, he's got better tools around him this year, but he's still Russell Wilson to me. And that mm-hmm. is a huge question mark. And a huge question mark that even just discussing it makes me reach for my beer. Which you did. I did. I'm holding it. I just haven't drank it yet because I'm still talking. Right. So I have Will. I have Wilson at six, mm-hmm. um, but I can see him at four, five, or six. It all depends. 
Um, our number, my number five, uh, just between Ryan and Wilson is Andrew Luck, and that's just based off of health. If the guy can stay healthy and stay on the field, um, he would be, I think, a lot better. Uh, the pieces around him are getting older, and their schedule is not not conducive for a quarterback. They have the twenty fourth easiest schedule. That means there's only eight teams with a harder schedule for quarterbacks. But he's Andrew Luck. I'm probably not going to go looking for him this year, but I would not shy away from it should it happen. So, your thoughts on Andrew Luck? Um, I'm really neither here nor there with Andrew Luck. So you get you <laughs> so, get to the you get to the pick where you have to take quarterback, mm-hmm. and Brady, Rogers, Breeze are all gone. Mm-hmm. Are you going Russell Wilson? Are you going Andrew Luck? Are you going Matt Ryan? Uh, out of those, I would go Matt Ryan, because Wilson has hurt me in the past. Uh, oh, Luck, I, I forgot about the texts, with the yeah. angry, angry texts. Yeah. I mean, you're talking positively about him now, but there were periods <laughs> of time last year where you made it sound like he dumped you. I mean... Yeah, it, was, it wasn't fun. It was not pleasant. Okay, so um, I can see that. So if Ryan... So if those guys aren't there, my next pick would probably be Carr. Derek Carr, I think, if you heard episode one, I talked a lot about how I think Oakland's going to have a big season. I think Derek Carr is a big part of that. Now, full disclosure, they have the worst schedule for a quarterback in the entire NFL this year. They are going to be playing a brutal schedule against the pass. But they've added Marshawn Lynch. They just keep getting better. They're maturing instead of aging. I look at the Oakland Raiders and I say to myself, this is the year. And if it's going to be the year, it's going to be because Derek Carr has the big year. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Again, as long as he stays healthy. I have him at my number... Is that seven? Number seven, seven on my list. I have him there, and he could very easily sneak into that top five, which is something we're going to cover in a few minutes, too. Right below Carr, I have Kirk Cousins. I don't know what to make of Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins. Every year, I think they're going to be bad and... They shock me a little bit. Um, I think he's kind of coming to his own, but there's the whole contract thing going on. They haven't signed a long-term deal, right? I didn't miss that, did I? I don't think so, no. So he's still playing under that cloud, and guys who play under that cloud do one of two things. They either go out there and bomb the world and get a million touchdowns and a million yards and then say sayonara and go sign a big deal, um, or they just can't handle the pressure and they melt. There's a reason why you don't lock down a guy like Kirk Cousins to a long-term contract, and Washington is definitely questioning whether or not he's worth it right now. So I don't know what to make of him. I really don't. I don't know. So he's there at seven because I've seen a lot of people talk highly of him, but I actually would probably pass – I'm sorry, eight. I would probably pass over him for my number nine, which is Jameis Winston. Craig, your thoughts on Jameis Winston? Um. I'll be honest, I have no opinion on Winston. You don't like or dislike Jameis? It's kind of like luck. Kind of like luck. Because, again, with quarterback, like, once you get past the first, you know, top five, mm-hmm. there's it doesn't really matter who you draft. Well, see, I'll disagree it's, with you this year. Yes, in 90% of the years, I would be, you're absolutely right. This year, I look at it, and the top 16 people on my list all have the possibility to finish top 10. And that's, I've never seen depth like this before. I was listening to another expert talk about it today, and he was just saying, you know, I have no problem waiting 
on a quarterback this year because if I see Brady there in like the somewhere in the third to fifth round, I'm going to snatch him up. But after that, I can afford to go with guy number 10 because it's that deep. So I don't know. Winston's got, he's got the weapons. He's got Mike Evans. Is Mike Evans going to stay healthy? God, I hope so. He's got the fifth easiest schedule for the pass this year. I, I just think if Jameis Winston can pull it all together, this could be the big year for him. This could be the year that we were waiting to see out of him since he got out of Florida State. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And that leads us to number 10, who is the other guy. Again, stay healthy and you will have success. And that is Marcus Mariota. They added Eric Decker. <laughs> I, but here's the thing. He, I, I, yep. Craig's going to be sick. Yep. I, I get it. Here's the thing. Eric Decker is that guy from the replacements who puts stickum on his hands. If you throw the ball to Eric Decker, he's going to catch it. It's going to be for three yards. I get that. But he's going to catch the ball. And that's not something Marcus has had before. Rashard Matthews, fantastic. He averaged 14 and a half yards per catch last year. But he only caught the ball once a game. And we can't use a guy who catches once or twice for 30 yards. We can't use it. Tajay Sharp, fantastic. Does anybody remember all the chatter about Tajay Sharp coming out of the uh, the training camp last year? Is he related to Shannon Sharp? He probably is, but he's not as good. And that's the problem. I remember last year, every expert you asked, you wanted, oh, well, Tajay Sharp is going to be a big contributor. I don't know what he ended up with in points, but it wasn't that good. So to me, adding Eric Decker... You basically, instead of having a team with a really strong number one and a decent number two, you've added a team, you have a team with two strong number twos. The problem with doing that from a defensive standpoint is who gets the attention? Are you going to really put the extra guy on Rashard Matthews? Are you going to put the extra guy on Eric Decker? Are you going to balance your coverage and pretend that neither one is better than the other? It kind of reminds me of the situation that Dallas Cowboys had during their really successful run. You go ahead and double Michael Irvin. Alvin Harper is going to kill you. If you balance out coverage, then Michael Irvin's going to take over. I feel like that's what you're looking at here. You can't afford to leave Rashard Matthews on his own, but you can't double him because Eric Decker catches everything. Am I crazy for thinking that Mariota, if he can stay healthy, is going to have a massive season? He could. But I think you're crazy about Eric Decker. He could contribute. I'm not saying Eric Decker's going to have a huge year. He is not that high on my wide receiver list, which is another podcast entirely. But what I'm saying is Mariota right now is at my 10, and he has Mm -hmm. a chance to be top five if he can stay healthy. Which has been the key of this entire episode so far. Yes. Has anyone else noticed that? Everyone needs to stay healthy. Who in this top 10 hasn't... Well, Winston hasn't really had major injury. Cousins really hasn't had major injury, has Everyone he? else has. Everyone else Brady has. Brady has been hurt randomly. Brady gets hurt randomly. There and is the, you know, the concussion thing that didn't go reported. Yeah, there is. Allegedly, they, maybe he had a concussion, maybe he didn't. He didn't have a concussion. He was fine. He came in the game. He's the GOAT. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on from that. After 10, you hit the block of guys. Backups. The block of guys who are maybe really, really good, maybe really, really bad, or maybe just going to get hurt. So, Philip Rivers, Dak Prescott, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Stafford, 
Cam Newton, and Eli Manning are my 11 through 16, all of which could end up in the top five. Don't forget, Rivers, Roethlisberger, Stafford, Newton, all former top five players at some point in the last three years, now relegated to this middle team, probably backup range of people, but who's going to come through? Craig, you look at this list. Rivers threw Manning on my board. Right. Which one is the one that's going to be break the top ten? Which one's the one that's going to sit there and go, man, I wish I had drafted him? I'm going to go with his momentum from last year. I'll say Dak. I am worried about a sophomore slump from Dak Prescott. Um, I really am. Uh, everything I'm hearing is that um, the wide receiver core is healthy for the first time in forever. And that's not a concern, but I have concerns about the sophomore slump. What bothers me even more is that the NFL continues to have this Ezekiel Elliott thing going on. And I'm hoping by the time you and I sit down and do a running back preview, that'll be resolved. But um, I can tell you right now, I was listening to Sirius XM Fantasy on Monday, and Adam Schachter was on the Sirius, FM, uh, Sirius XM morning show with John Hansen, the football guru, and... It came up, and they were talking about it, and Schechter raised the issue that the NFL has not formally closed this discussion. And because of that, it became a big topic. People were writing about it all day long, and it's just, is Dak Prescott worth a pick or worth a look if Ezekiel Elliott misses two to four to six games because the NFL decides he did something wrong? I would say, at that point, I would say he's your backup. Well, we're already in backup range because we're in the double-digit pick. That's true, that's true. But I have him at 12. Is he a number 12 quarterback? Is he the 12th best quarterback in fantasy football without Ezekiel Elliott for a quarter to a half a season? He may drop down to 20 at that point. Yes. Unless he runs a lot and he becomes the next Russell Wilson. Which is entirely possible. He might be running for his life. I mean, their offensive line is, from what I understand, relatively decent. But there is a chance he runs for his life, and that scares me to death. So, all right, so now we've, we've kind of covered like the top 15 or 16 quarterbacks. If you're looking beyond that, you're reaching a little bit. Um, I have my uh, later group. The next group is Palmer, Dalton, Taylor, Tannehill, and Bortles. I like to call them the crapshoot kids because one of them is probably going to finish in the top 10, but good luck telling me which one it is. I have no idea. Blake Bortles was, I, I used Blake Bortles almost every week in Daily Fantasy two years ago, and he paid off for me. And last year, I didn't touch him once because he was all over the place and terrible. I put a lot of faith in Tannehill last year. Don't like Tannehill this year nearly as much, but um, I mean, he's got the potential. He has got the potential to be great. I, I mean, I have a lot of feeling about uh, Jay Ajayi helping out that Miami offense. But, you know, if I'm looking at this final, like, lowest tier um, for backup quarterback, I'm looking at Blake Bortles myself. Blake Bortles is my sleeper for the year. So, Craig, you're looking at this list. Tell, talk to me about a sleeper. Sleeper pick? Um, I'm going to go back to the guy I mentioned in the first episode. I'm going to say it's Wentz. I, I, I think you're nuts personally. But you know what? Okay, so this is why you do a podcast. Save the tape. Yep. So when Carson Wentz is a top 10 quarterback at the end of the year, Craig can pull pull this tape and make I me look say, stupid. I told you so. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Who in this list? Let's look at like the top ten quarterbacks on our list. So Brady through Mariota, we talked about all those guys in depth. Which one of those top ten preseason ranked is going to do nothing during the season and end up in like the twentieths? Who's the Ooh, bust on that list? Out of that top ten? Yeah. And you can count injury. Who's the guy who's just I'm gonna not going to say Cousins? Cousins. Is it just because he Cousins. doesn't step up, or is it because he's going to get hurt? And I, I think I don't know. I think he always comes close to having a really good year, and then something happens to stop that. I Whether agree. it's his teammates, himself, coaching, gets hurt, I don't know. I absolutely agree. I think Cousins is the riskiest of the top ten on our list. Um, he's got a brutal schedule. Like I said, I think it's 31st in the league. He uh, is like this. The only person who has a worse schedule than him is Derek Carr. So I have a... Um, a problem with that, but he does average over 20 fantasy points per game over like the last 30 or 40 starts. So there's kind of that, but even still, I mean, ever since that, you know, you like that episode, he really hasn't been super impressive. I mean, he's been impressive, but he's just not been there yet. Okay. So quarterbacks from 2016 who will not replicate their success, who was great in 2016 or good in 2016, basically Who's the Cam Newton of this year? Ooh, that's a good question. Out of this whole list, or are we doing like top? Anybody you want. I'll give you mine while you think about it. Mine's good. Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford ended up like the seventh most in a standard or a PPR league last year. Mm-hmm. Threw the ball a lot. Everybody doubted him because Megatron was gone, and he still threw the ball a lot. And Stafford had a solid season. I think Stafford regresses a little bit this year. I think the defense in the NFC North has gotten better, which I mentioned the last time we were talking. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a little bit of a step back for Matt Stafford this year. That being said, I still think Matt Stafford is a a low QB1 option worth about 350 points. But, you know, again, comparatively, I would probably take about, well, I have him at what? I have him at 14. There's 13 guys I would take over him. So who on this list is standing out to you? In this list, mm. who's not going to replicate 2016? Not going to replicate 2016, eh? Oh, I've stumped mm. him again. That's two podcasts Damn. in a row. He did. And this this one's I'm not a surprise. Say... While he does this, this is not a surprise. I emailed him this question. He did. So he had time to prepare this I one. I did. This, at least this question. I'm going to say out of this list, um... This whole list, right? Yeah, anybody who anybody, anybody who did want? well. Let's say somebody who was is, top 10 in 2016. Who's not going to be up there again? I was going to say Roethlisberger. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's legit. I mean, he's got the best he's, wide receiver in the game, or one of the best in Antonio Brown, but... That's it. And, and his tight, who's the tight in there? Uh, is that Jesse James now? Is it? Is it the outlaw? We should look that up. I don't have that. Wait a minute. Yes, I do. That's a wrestling uh, reference. No, I think the guy's name is actually Jesse James. Holy crow, it is. There you go. Jesse James. I have him as the 20th best uh, tight end, by the way. Gives a, give a little uh, peek. But again, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's been hurt in the past. He may go to jail. You never he know. May, you never know. You never, never know. He might end up in jail. That's always a possibility. Yeah, if Antonio Brown is his main target, and if they double team him, then who knows what kind of game he's going to have. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so next question. Of the top 10 quarterbacks, yep. Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, Ryan, Luck, Wilson, Carr, mm-hmm. Cousins, Winston, or Mariota, which one makes a big move 
to be up there with the GOAT. Who ends up in the who in the top ten preseason ends up being a top three guy that's not already a top three top guy? Top three. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ryan. Really? I thought for sure you would go with Russell Wilson there. No. No, no. Russell Wilson, he can just go be Russell Wilson somewhere. And that's not drafting fine. him this year. <laughs> that is fine with me. I am not drafting Russell Wilson. I say that, and I guarantee you, in four podcasts, when we sit down to do our draft recap, I'm gonna be like, yep, so I got Russell Wilson. So I want to make that happen. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I'm sh- well, that's the thing. I you know, the guys in our league are really big fanatics. Once they see this podcast hits, they're gonna listen. Just and now they know the secret to success. Draft every quarterback other than Russell Wilson in the top ten that I've mentioned already, and you will have me dead to rights. All right, last thing. Bold prediction on quarterbacks. Anybody on the list, somebody who's gonna be great, somebody who's gonna be terrible, somebody who's gonna shock us. Bold prediction, go. Bold prediction? Yes. Dalton makes it into the top ten. Dalton to the top ten, and yet he wasn't your sleeper. Right. So you went with Wentz as your sleeper, but Dalton in a top 10 role. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Wow, I am surprised by that, and I hope that comes true. We have it on tape now. Mine, Philip Rivers, ends up in the top five with absolutely no weapons other than Keenan Allen. You heard wow. it here first. What about Antonio Gates? Is Antonio Gates still playing? Yes. Does he still play football? Yes. We oh, and Marty, done... Marty Schottenheimer's still alive. Marty Schottenheimer's still alive, and Antonio Gates still plays football. Wow, I'm learning a lot, and I'm supposed to be one of the guys who's supposed to know something about football and recording this podcast, huh? I'm flipping through my notes. I apologize if you hear paper wrestling. I'm trying to confirm that he actually still plays football. Holy crow, look at that. He's number 23 on my 10 ends. See that? Oh, and, and does they, have, they have Hunter Henry, too. Yep. Or is that, is that Buffalo? Am I getting Buffalo and San Diego confused now, uh, that's LA? That's possible. Anyway. Really, he's only had two beers. I really am. I'm, I'm just through my burger monster at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I, wow. Okay. I, I just really don't, I think, I think to give a little bit of foreshadowing, I think that Gordon is going to have a really big year out of the backfield for them. I think it's going to free brief, uh, Riv, briefs. It's going to free rivers up to throw the ball a little bit more crisply because they're going to have a little bit better of a running game. It's going to remind me a little bit more of the Ladanian Tomlinson era out there. So that's my goal prediction. Bold predictions you've got, questions you want us to to conquer, um, email us. We have a number of ways you can reach out to us. Our Facebook page and our webpage are under uh, construction, but we have an email set up. It is fignuts, F-I-G-N-U-T-S, D-F-S, fignuts, D-F-S, at gmail.com for email. We're also on Twitter, at fignuts, D-F-S. Um, and the Facebook and webpage should be up shortly. Um, Craig, final thoughts on quarterbacks? That's it. I am still sticking um, with my super pick as Wentz. And I guarantee you someone in the top five is going to get hurt within the first five weeks. Which is why I'm telling you right now, in years past, people know my draft strategy is a quarterback around round five. This year, because of that depth, because of that whole second bracket, I might wait until like pick seven to ten. I might have backup wideouts and backup running backs before I consider drafting my starting quarterback this year because I think that that top 20 are all within 50 points of each other total on the season. And I think someone's going to get hurt. And I would rather have number 15, 16 than number two and number 22 because of the way it pans out. 
I'd rather have that mid-range because I think it's going to be that close. So thank you again for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. (laughs) 